Hey y'all, welcome to the Sweet Tea and Jesus podcast hosted by Kelsey Hamrick and Tara McAdam. We are two sisters who desire to grow in love for Jesus. You are not alone and we want to come alongside you with challenges, laughter, questions, prayers, and the eternal hope of the gospel. Whether you're on your way to work, changing your 10th dirty diaper today, or drinking a glass of sweet tea, we pray you are strengthened and filled with joy from these biblical truths today. Hey guys, welcome back to the Sweet Tea and Jesus podcast, and today's episode is titled, How Much Do I Love Myself? So today's episode does talk a lot about forgiveness, forgiveness towards oneself specifically, and forgiveness towards others, grace and forgiveness when sins have been committed. So some challenge questions for today's episode are, do I forgive others the way that Jesus forgives me? Do I show grace towards others the way that Jesus shows grace to me? One of the main Bible passages that we're going to kind of anchor today's episode to is in Luke 10, 27, which says, Jesus says to love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and soul, and to love your neighbor as yourself. Yes, so much could be said about all of this verse, but I really want to focus on the second half when he said to love your neighbor as yourself. And I want to focus on applying that when we get hurt or disappoint someone else. The title of this episode is, How Much Do I Love Myself? And I encourage all of you to self-reflect on this question because it has truly changed the way that I think over the last few years. I mentioned several struggles and sins in our first episode. And yes, there are still more. But one of the things I mentioned was cheating. I could go into so much about this too, but I'm trying to focus on this one particular point. When I cheated, I ended up being bullied online by his friends and lots of mean things were said to me. And when I tell y'all I felt bad about myself, I mean, I felt like the scum between his toes. For those of y'all who appreciate a little rascal reference, (laughs) um, I can make light of it now because of being able to forgive others and myself through knowing that God forgave me, even though I don't deserve it. But gosh, during that time, all I wanted was to be forgiven, to feel loved, to feel valued. I felt so, so sorry for what I had done. Words cannot even begin to explain the guilt and the shame that I felt during that time of my life. I don't even know how to describe it besides saying I couldn't even look at myself in the mirror. And I'm not talking about for weeks or months either. This took me years to forgive myself. The process of letting go of guilt and shame over our sin can be such a difficult road. And let me tell y'all, I walked it for miles, miles (laughs) and what felt like a never ending road. And all I wanted was for someone to show me some grace. And this doesn't mean that he was not right to walk away from the relationship or I think that my behavior was okay in any way. I was absolutely so lost at that point in my life. And, you know, so what it means is I messed up and I knew it and I was more sorry than I can explain. And it really, it taught me more lessons than I even have time to share today. I mean, 100%, I feel like I have definitely been there. I'm sure some of our listeners have been at a point where they have messed up and needed, desired forgiveness, obviously from the Lord first, but then from whoever the they offended. Um, yes. And then also for themselves. I think sometimes for me, it's so hard to 
I mean, it is hard to take my sins to the Lord when I'm, you know, broken over my sin. But a lot of times I struggle even more so to forgive myself when I've done something. I'm like my own worst critic. That's how I was in sports. Like I grew up playing basketball and softball and, you know, played basketball all the way through college. And I was just my own worst critic. When I messed up, I was the worst, you know, first person to tell me what I did wrong and, and I would beat myself Absolutely. up over it. And I'm sure our listeners have felt this way in one way, shape, form, or fashion. And I know for myself that when the word selfishness is mentioned or I think of it, the first thought in my head after I hear that word is myself. So if I'm you know, just casually yeah. reading it or if I hear it, I'm just like, man, I'm so selfish. I know that right. I love myself more than any other person on this planet. Yeah. And I truly like I pray in my morning quiet time. I pray every day, Lord, help me and help my heart and my head to love Jesus with all my heart, soul, mind and strength and then to love my neighbor as myself. Because on my own strength, I can't do it. It's only with God's strength that I can do this. And I can't learn to love my neighbor at all until I'm first learning and yearning to love the Lord first. You know, my love for the Lord will overflow to others. And when my heart sponge is so full of Tara and not full of Jesus, then my eyes are on myself and they're not on the Lord. And then therefore they're not on others. Exactly. And it's so easy to put ourselves first. You know, have you ever had plans with someone and they just forgot about it? You know, (laughs) I mean, yeah. And it's so frustrating because they weren't thinking about you. They were thinking about them, right? How dare they be selfish? Even though they haven't slept much this week, they have family coming into town, they have so much to clean, they have kids to take care of, and now they have you mad at them. Is that truly loving your neighbor as yourself? If you were busy and distracted and tired, you would hope your friend understood if you forgot. You know, because it's not that they're being selfish. Then that's my point. My point is that any time that I have hurt someone because of a selfish decision, I can tell you with a hundred percent certainty, I never had the intention of hurting them. I was just focused on myself and what I had going on, and they happened to be collateral damage from it all. That's right. Our sin not only impacts us, but it impacts those around us. And for sure, and negatively, negatively. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think our intentions matter because we know ourselves and most of us don't hurt people on purpose. When we're the cause of someone's pain or anger, we expect to be forgiven so quickly, hoping others know we are really sorry about it. And when we make different decisions for our family that others don't agree with, we hope people will understand and rejoice with us when we rejoice. You know, that's the whole point of it's like when you're you're loving your neighbor as yourself. How much do I love myself? And it goes back to the old saying, you know, treat people how you want to be treated. Forgive people like you want to be forgiven. Rejoice with others like you want them to rejoice with you. Like all of those things all go hand in hand. Mm -hmm. Now, I know there have been times in my life where I have been selfish and I haven't cared if I hurt those around me. So I think there are those unintentional times of you're so inwardly focused that you're oblivious to your outside world. And then I think there are other times that you're purposefully selfish to the point where you're like, I'm going to do what I want to do. And if others get hurt in the process, they get hurt in the process because, again, my Mm -hmm. selfishness is ruling, you know, so I've definitely Mm -hmm. had both instances happening happen. Um, But, you know, like when we're looking inward instead of upward and outward, it can hurt ourselves and it definitely can hurt those around us. 
But I love we've got I've got some encouraging Bible verses that kind of help talk more about this topic. And the first one says, do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility, count others more significant than yourselves. Mm-hmm. And that's from Philippians 2, 3. I've got another one that says, let no one seek his own good, but the good of his neighbor. First Corinthians 10, 24. And then another one from the famous section on love in 1 Corinthians mm-hmm. chapter 13. This is verses 4 and 5. It says, love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. And it doesn't insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. And how often are we irritable or resentful with others when they sin against us? And yet we're not even broken over our own sin in our hearts. Right. You know, We should totally be broken over the sin in our own heart first and desire restoration with others, whether we are the one that did the wronging or if they wronged us. You know, absolutely. Jesus was broken literally in his body and spirit over our sins, even though he lived a perfect life. But he sought restoration like that was the goal from Genesis to Revelation is restoration for God to dwell with his people again. And that should be our hope, whether we are the one that committed an offense and desire forgiveness from someone else, or if someone committed an offense against us, the end goal should be restoration, not punishment, not retaliation, not, well, I'm going to make them pay because they hurt me. It should be, I desire for our friendship or our relationship to be restored. And what do I have to do? you know, selflessly to make that happen the way that Jesus did with me. Yeah. And just like you said earlier, when we're looking inward instead of upward and outward, thinking about Jesus and like, if we're, if we're so focused on him and trying to be like him and trying to model our lives after him, he laid down his life over other sins. As he was being tortured and beaten and murdered, he was still offering love and forgiveness to those around him. It's like, if, let's just be honest. I mean, somebody's doing that to me. I'd be like yelling at them back like you, you know, <laughs> like mm-hmm. it would be so hard to not want to retaliate. And he didn't. So that's the the goal is to try to be like him, looking upward at him and, and not um, within ourselves. And you're just so right. I feel like when we get hurt or we feel angry because of, something someone did. It is so hard to get over it and so difficult to forgive, but we expect to be forgiven quickly. And one of the ways we can love our neighbor as ourselves is to reflect on how we want to be loved. How do you want to be loved? How do you want to be treated? God loved us so much. He laid down his life so that we can be forgiven. Yet we struggle to extend that same love and forgiveness to others. I want to say that again, and it's okay. You can say amen in your car, kitchen, wherever you're at, by the way, okay? (laughs) God loved us so much that he laid down his life so that we can be forgiven, yet we struggle to extend that same love and forgiveness to others over things that are a lot, a lot less painful than what Jesus went through. Amen. Um, Luke, thank you. Woo! Yes. Luke 6, 41 and 42 says, why do you see the speck that is in your brother's eye? but do not notice the log that is in your own eye. How can you say to your brother, brother, let me take the speck that is in your own eye. When you yourself do not see the log that is in your own eye, you hypocrite. First, take the log out of your own eye. 
and then you will see clearly to take the speck that is in your brother's eye. So mm. good. Talk about a spiritual spanking right there. That is a true conviction verse right there. Yeah, it is. I mean, we forget that we are sinners saved by grace every single moment. I know that I I mean I need a grace reminder not only every day not even every hour it's like literally <laughs> every second I need yes. to remember that I am a sinner saved by Jesus's grace and I know that when I'm thinking of myself and I'm loving myself more than God that my bucket of grace to extend towards others is running on fumes yeah the e light is flashing <laughs> and I'm ignoring it a lot of time you know but when I forget the grace that God has given me and continues to give me that I don't deserve I forget to extend that grace towards others and it's just you know when you remember that God's grace you know when you remember that daily you remember to share his grace with others but I, I think a bigger question for me is why do we forget so easily. I know. I get mad that I forget. I'm like, oh, it's COVID brain. Oh, it's mom brain. Oh, it's this brain. But yeah. really, I mean, truly, we're just, we forget the fall of man caused us to have this flaw of forgetfulness. Why do we turn our eyes towards ourselves so quickly and away from God? You know, mm-hmm. I feel like going through the journey with the Israelites wandering in the desert after they left Egypt, they were being you know led by Moses. They were heading to the promised land, but time and time. Time and time again, we see them forget God and forget Mm. what he did. They forget that he turned a whole river into blood. They forgot that God parted the waters of the Red Sea for them to literally pass by on dry ground. They forgot he destroyed Pharaoh and the entire Egyptian army in a second after the very last Israelites stepped on the other side of the Red Sea. They forgot he provided food and water, not only for them, but for their entire family, plus their entire livestock that they had with them, every single meal, breakfast, lunch, and dinner for 40 years in the middle of the desert, food and water for millions of people. They just forgot, you know, over and over, we see that the Israelites forget. And Moses says the word remember in the book of Deuteronomy 14 times. Wow. You believe that? He says it 14 times. Reminding the Israelites before they go into the promised land, do not forget your God. Remember your God. Remember what he has done for you. Remember his laws, his statutes, and his commands. Remember. Mm, that's so good. You know, I, I helped with a baby shower recently for one of my very best friends. And my job was to bring four things. Fruit tray, veggie tray, plates and napkins. Went to Costco, got it all. When I got to the shower, one of the girls asked where the plates and napkins were. My heart sank. I didn't remember grabbing them. My husband helped load the car, so I was thinking just maybe he grabbed them. He didn't, which is not his fault. My fault. Uh, They were still sitting next to the baby crib. I forgot about them, and we had no plates or napkins. Um, We had just received a diagnosis about my daughter's heart. And she was six weeks at the time and we had family in town. And to be honest, I was just mentally so tired and overwhelmed. But gosh, y'all, I was so disappointed in myself for forgetting those plates. I thought if I were the girl hosting, I would be pretty irritated that those things were not brought. But you know what she said? She said, don't worry about it. It's okay. You've had a lot going on and that is understandable. And all I could think was, wow, thank you. And just, I just want to burst into tears because her grace made me feel so loved. And that's truly how we should be with all the people in our lives. I remember I was at that baby shower with you and I remember the look of panic, truly, Mm -hmm. 
on your face when you realize the plates and napkins were not in the car. I really feel like most of us honestly have had that type of incident. You know, I can't believe I forgot, you know, such and such moment, you know, but, but what a testimony of simple grace extended from that sweet friend that made such a huge impact on you and the tone of that day and that baby shower. Oh yeah. She could have made me feel so guilty, you know? Like, and just kept it going. Like, oh, if only had the plates and napkins, <laughs> you know, like right. subtle, you know, but she was so sweet. I'm like, mm. It's like, here you go. We're eating on paper towels. Suck it up, you know. Like, <laughs> oh, no. Everybody get you a paper towel. Like, <laughs> you can thank yeah. Kelsey for that one, you know. But <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> she, thankfully, you know, she she didn't throw you under the bus. And we, we found some extra plates and napkins and we made it work. And nobody knew the yeah. difference and it was fine. But, you know, since I've become a mother, I've heard people say, you know, like, it's so hard to say sorry and and it is like it it is so hard to say sorry and and ask for forgiveness a lot of times oh yeah but the people that i say sorry to the most and i ask forgiveness to the most obviously other than the lord are my children at least at least two to three times a day i will say josiah i'm so sorry that i was so harsh with you earlier. I'm so sorry. I was not listening well when you were explaining what happened. I'm so sorry. I yelled at you out of frustration and anger, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's just a very humbling experience to apologize to your child. Mm -hmm. My pride prevented me from doing that for a long time, but the Holy Spirit, praise the Lord, gently, (laughs) gently broke me of that. And I'm so glad that he did. Now, after I apologize, my son will usually say, it's okay, mom. I love you no matter what. You know, I'm sorry for being mean to you, too. It's kind of amazing when you apologize to your child that they really they apologize back. You know, that's one thing we've tried to implement, too, is like any time that I feel like I lose my cool, I go in there and most of the time I end up crying and I apologize. And I'm like, I really love you. I'm really sorry. And we pray about it. And like now, any time that she's upset, she started doing that, too. And she's like, Mommy, let's pray. And I'm like, oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. And it's like, but if it weren't for the Lord, like I wouldn't have the strength to be able to say sorry to my three year old. That's, you know, throwing toys and things. (laughs) Yeah. Another person I've struggled to say sorry and seek forgiveness with is my husband. Oh, it pains me to have to say (laughs) sorry to him and ask him to forgive me. But, Mm -hmm. you know, over the years, again, the Holy Spirit has been working on me, y'all. He has been working. (laughs) He's got a lot of work to do still, but he has been working. And he has helped me to be quicker to repent to the Lord and to my husband. And I have found that, like, it's a pride issue. It is. It's a pride issue. But when I lay my pride aside and I truly say sorry for whatever offense that I've done, it diffuses the whole situation. And I feel a closeness to my husband that is just unexplainable. Yeah. It has helped us remember that we are two sinners saved by grace who are total opposites, who love each other, and we want to show the same grace and forgiveness towards one another that God our Father shows us every time we mess up. But every time I've had to apologize to Jeremy, he is always so gracious to me, and it just helps me be able to approach him time and time again when I screw things up. And it's the same way, you know, when we can always go to God time and time again, Um, you know, because he is approachable and he is gracious and he is loving. Um, and that's, you know, he provided all for the Israelites. It's the same way, you know, they forgot. He gently reminded, they forgot. He gently reminded. Yeah. And he was always there no matter how much they grumbled and complained. That's right. Just like us. Cause we grumble and complain too every day. So how do we love our neighbors as much as we love ourselves? Think about that. 
the next time someone does something to hurt you and consider being in their shoes. When it comes to loving your neighbor as yourself, I think it's so easy to not rejoice for others when they rejoice because we're so focused on ourselves. We want help, but we are hesitant to go out of our way to help others. We want to feel loved, but it's so difficult for us to love others because of fear of getting rejected or hurt. When Jesus was crucified, he didn't yell curses at these people who did this to him. He looked at them with love and he prayed for them. He loved them and wanted the best for them, even after all they had put him through. And what better example do we have of loving our neighbor than that? None. That's right. None. I so look forward to the day when there's no more tears and no more pain and no more death and no more sin to where we, you know, we'll just be pure and holy right next to him because of him. Absolutely. Going back to our main Bible passage, you know, Jesus says to love the Lord your God with all your heart your mind, soul, and strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself. You know, how can we challenge, you know, Kelsey, you and I, and our listeners to better live out this verse every single day? Mm, I feel like staying in God's word and just like we said, focusing on him, focusing on trying to reflect him and everything that we do and loving others the way that we have been loved is the only way that we can do that. Anytime that we go through reading about his crucifixion, we should be broken over it Mm -hmm. and we should be broken over our sin knowing every time we do it, every single time we do that, that's why he was on the cross Mm -hmm. and it should break us Mm -hmm. way more than it does. It's like Mark said in the episode we have with with uh, Mark Ganey, he said, you know, when your cup is so full of the Lord that it just overflows, it just spills out into the other areas of your life. And so my prayer for us and my prayer for our listeners is that your heart, your cup can be so full of the Lord and whatever you need to do to make that happen, whether that is carving out more time in your day to read God's word, whether that's meditating on a Bible verse more, whether that's picking a Bible verse and starting to memorize one single verse like Miss Thomas suggested in our episode with her, whether it's just finding even more time to pray, whatever it looks like to fill up your cup with the Lord, to make it to the point where it is so full that your joy and your your hope and your love is, is full in Him, that it can then overspill into the others. That is when we will be able to love others the way that we love ourselves, the way that God mm-hmm. calls us to love others. Amen. Amen. Hey, y'all. Thanks for joining us today on the Sweet Tea and Jesus podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe to our podcast so you can continue along on this journey with us. Please leave us a five-star review on Apple so that others can find our podcast and be encouraged by these gospel conversations too. Also, follow us on Instagram for upcoming content, news about our podcast, and more. Thank you so much for listening, and we're looking forward to you joining us on our next episode. See y'all next time.